You're listening to Around Comics, episode 242, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and Netflix. From Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where each week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And Around Comics normally recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, but we are at our second home of Challengers Comics and Conversation, located at 1845 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, drop on by, say hi to Patrick and Dal. You heard Patrick last week, but uh, uh, this week we have reshuffled the round table. I'm Christopher Neesman. Let me get you introduced to everybody else. Uh, sitting in for Patrick Brower, who is sitting in for Sal, who is still coming off of his little Vegas vacation, is Mr. Mike Norton. Oh, hey. I'm sitting in for them? You're sitting in for Patrick, who is sitting in for Sal, wow, but you're not. You, you, to fill. you are in no way our third choice, Mike Norton. Shit, <laughs> <Man, should've laughs> called us uh, the B team. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Coming back from last week is Mr. Chris Burnham. Part of the B team. I- I'm sitting in for Tom Caters. You are sitting in for Tom Caters, who the, was going the, to the be. The Flash is good. He he was going to be at this recording, but uh, was coming out of the Cubs game with his uh, lovely fiance, and I think got caught in uh, public transportation hell as all the uh, the Cub fans were celebrating from the. Uh, they the, were beaten down by some white hats. <laughs> something like that. I think that's what his text said. <laughs> Chris getting beat down by white hats can't make the recording. So, uh, so. Chris Burnham is is ably filling in for uh, for Mr. Caters, and a man that ha- needs no fill in introduction. Yeah, as opposed to sitting in for someone, I'm sitting on someone. <laughs> and you might be able to hear them gasping for breath uh, underneath me. And that is the voice that you know from Word Balloon. He is Mr. John Suntress. Hi. How are you? Hi. Got to have got to have the voices, digits. You know, if you if you look in the comic book podcast book, that first picture, I think that mm-hmm. is me, like going to Pat Leica and going, "Hi, hi," because they really like ev- everyone. Like my family was like, "Oh, you're in a book. Let's see." And they're like, "Jesus Christ, nice picture." <laughs> what I'm happened like, there, John? I know. I'm like, yeah, you know. Sorry. Actually, um, you know, we all love your your Harry Carey and, and some of the other Jesus, ones, but uh, I, I have I have developed a deep affinity for your Jeremy Hahn impression impersonation. I uh, don't know what you mean. I am uh, just here. Uh, I, I try to do Norton every now and then, but you know. <laughs> Does that know. sound like me? No, 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 it just kind of goes into like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it's, I fry my chicken a special way. Eighteen recipes, eighteen secret herbs and spices that I've been screwing over people all over the country, wow. oh, and soon Russia. <laughs> Islamic fried chicken. Islamic fried chicken. True. Absolutely true. It's, they call it that, but it is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Chicken going back to the Iran Revolution it's days IFC. of the seventies. It's IFC. Apparently, very funny. I'm just telling you. Very funny. Well, hey, before we get uh, rolling here, I want to remind everyone that this episode of Around Comics is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. We're waiting for the, we're waiting for the trade. Has never been easier. InStock Trades offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStock Trades is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions. 
omnibus editions and more Jeez. all at great discounted prices and remember that all orders are $50 do in fact ship for free we talk about them all the time they have a great service if you are a wait for the trader it's a, it's a great place to consolidate a bunch of those trades that you want to get get to that $50 point and uh, and put your order in and they will ship it off to you it is good stuff and they are so kind as to increase their discount on our book club selection which is the justice league international volume one it's now available for oh. a fantastic 47 percent off the cover price wow um, that's that's the kevin mcguire keith giffen stuff kevin yeah. mcguire, um, yep yep and uh, guys. you can get it for uh, nine dollars and 54 cents all that in stocktrades.com and actually mike whenever we do that book club episode i know that you are a big fan of the blah ha ha era JLI. i am um, i i'm of two minds of it i mean mm-hmm. i i really i mean i was really into it when it came out and i'm a huge booster and beetle fan sure. but at the same time if you're a blue beetle fan that was the beginning of the <laughs> let's make your awesome character into a cartoonish oaf era <laughs> so you have some heavy deep feelings yeah about this book. I, I don't like what they actually did to the character but at the same time it was very entertaining so and, and good to see every month yeah. but uh but maybe whenever we do that book club episode you can sit in with us and yeah talk, about how, they, that, talk so. about how they gutted your favorite character uh, and yeah. ma- <laughs> you have sullied the reputation of ted cord sir <laughs> they made him important they made him important they just turned him into a it was, a a, it was a funny yeah, haha yeah, book. Yeah. So, uh, I, because I, I usually usually forget and trying to make a point of, of mentioning our featured music artists and uh, Mike, you probably I, I would imagine a fan of this band. It's got some some southern roots. It's really more out of the St. Louis area. Uh, it is. Um, we had some Wilco on mm-hmm. about a month month and a half ago, and this is the uh, the other guy that uh, that was a big part of Uncle Tupelo, uh, which Wilco spun out of. This week's featured artist is Sunvolt. Yep. Oh, very nice. So, big fan of Jay, sure. Jay Farr and Sunvolt, and uh, he's a he's a big St. Louisan. So he's You're still, an XRT fan, aren't you? Because they play the shit out of all oh, those yeah, bands. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. I actually bumped into Jay Farr in an old used bookstore in University City, like, Ten years ago, and a very nice guy. Cool. So, yep. Good uh, stuff. You mentioned the um, in stock trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be going to that signing. You know, I That's heard right. you say that. So, wow. Are you are you go. are you going to have a fun van or of uh, people joining you? You can go if you want. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about I'll it. I'll probably actually. be leaving pretty early in the morning. I hate, I hate to say this. Go. I hate well, to say this. I can appreciate this, that because it is Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that close. You <laughs> actually already went to that signing. How was it? Oh, you see, yeah, this is uh, oh! with, the time, with the time difference and everything. <laughs> it was on Saturday. So I'm hoping that I did join you. And we it's am- it was amazing. We- they, they gave me a million dollars. And uh, I am now the mayor of Fort Wayne. Oh, Fort Wayne, that's great. <laughs> I had family that owned uh, the movie theater there and a couple of the uh, car dealerships and stuff. Fort Wayne. Uh, yeah, for a long time, they had a lot of money in yeah. Fort Wayne. I unfortunately uh, uh, am not going to be able to, or wasn't able to make it. You a sucker. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I may uh, I may slip you um, uh, a couple fins a wish, and, a, a and, a, and a wish list whenever what does you're there. That mean a couple of couple fins. of fins. Literally, he's gonna, it's he's gonna pieces make of fish. Love to you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming. I I think he's coming under you. <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh, the tenth anniversary uh, sale there at uh, at Discount Comic Book. I service. call my penis fin too. <laughs> I got a couple fin. I got a couple fins for you too. Oh, Hold on, you stand guys, back. You guys are terrible. <laughs> terrible. All right. Okay. 
Uh, we'll tell you, we, we, last week we were, we were talking about some of the books that we've been getting into. Let's and, do this. Uh, and really uh, um, had a, or not had to, but got to talk with Jeff Parker, which kind of cut some of He's that a off. Punk. So. <laughs> He he said all of your friends are dicks. By the way, did he? Yes, he did. What did he mean by that? He, he was asked, joking. He said that all of my <laughs> friends are dicks. Well, they're all dicks. Who cares? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it was it was funny. Parker's all lost. right. Uh, uh, actually, uh, Burnham is sitting in for Tom, which means that you get to. Uh, I get to go first. You get to you get to kick us off here. Oh, we're oh talking shit. about comics. Or oh wait, let me. Ooh. I better let me, think of something. Let me see. I already talked about the big, the ones I really, really like. Do you want a moment? Let me let, can, me let me talk about the ones I hated. Okay. No. Um. This is this is totally random, and I know you guys don't like to talk about manga, but the first, just about the first comic I've ever been able to read online was a uh, a scanslation of Getter Robo, the uh, the first transforming robot ever. Go Nagai and Ken Ishikawa's Getter Robo. From what is a scanslation? Uh. Well, it's. You know, it's it's not published here, uh, right? Ah, so it's, okay. it was you know. Okay, I didn't honestly. Didn't uh, yes, it was, so it was you know, a, it, someone scanned in a Japanese manga and okay. then you know, someone translated a CD into his <laughs> yes. bag without him knowing. Right, I'm sorry. And he went honestly, home yeah, I'm not and said, to, "What is this?" And yes, said, oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, trying not. to think of a, like an American like filmmaker equivalent of Go Nagai. I'm trying to like, he's kind of like, it's I don't so know nuts. He's just it's he, crazy. I've seen a couple of an- Go Nagai animes. Yeah, it's like if Quentin Tarantino was 13 years old. Yeah, maybe. it's just like everything is like somebody yelling at the like the, the just like ah, I'm gonna kill you with my dick. You know, that kind of Jesus. Thing. Yeah, it makes these 180 degree turns from ultra violence to like juvenile sexuality. Yeah, it's and just it, so bizarre. Yeah, it's cool. great. But yeah, get a robo. You can go to. It's either manga helper or manga helpers, and you can read the first 400 pages of Get a Robo in uh, for free in English. And the most the most compelling shit I've like this I've, is legal I've, even more more than more so than Bean World. Uh, most compelling <laughs> shit on the internet I've read, and okay. it's right. the only thing I've ever been able to read more than mm. five pages in a row of on my computer screen. Interesting. Real, I mean, really good, real, really juvenile, and like. Just the most outrageous violence, and it's yeah, like he's, he's ridiculous. And it's like stuff. it's like the heroes are the violent people, yeah. and it's like there's no commentary on the fact that hey, this is probably wrong. They just let you <laughs> make up your it. mind about whether or not that's cool for him to poke out that dude's eyes. Yeah, really weird. <laughs> it's it's almost like if if uh, you actually made a realistic version of Prime. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. cartoon. Like, what would that be like uh-huh. if a, if a teenager today made like this? Ju- what would he be like? Yeah. He would be like an oh, asshole. Like yeah. The Malibu Prime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, me. yeah, look at me, and then he just rip you in half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm I'm strangely compelled. I am too. Man- manga helper or mega helpers? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Um, I got one. Uh, and it's it's not a traditional comic book. It is a book. About comics, but um, what I like about it is that it, it really is. Um, uh, it, it actually has the comics in it. I'll just tell you what it is. It's the best of Simon and Kirby, and this came out from. Who are they? Um, Heard of them? There's this guy named uh, Joe Simon who uh, still around. Yeah, yeah, yep. whatever. And uh, Jack Kirby, you may, you may have heard of. He's dead. Uh, Titan Books put out this absolutely beautiful hardcover uh, edition called the the Best of Simon and Kirby, and it. 
what I what I love about stuff like this is that uh, whenever you talk about historical comics and they'll put out these really nice hardcovers, it's usually eighty ninety percent text pieces talking about the era and what was going on, and then you maybe you know get. 10 or 20 percent of of like actual comics in it this is this is the inverse of that there are some nice historical text pieces in here but this is like white 90 percent actual comics That's that cool. that simon and kirby did and it is it is awesome golden age stuff this is this is all before kirby was working for marvel right it is uh um the early captain america stuff i mean it's 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 all over the place how many different kind of- publishers are represented there because really they simon and kirby packaged for several companies before you know after timely and before uh, Jack wound up at DC even for a few years before Marvel and stuff. So yeah, I'm wondering how many it's, different it's, companies it's are represented. It's got to be a lot because I mean, here here's just a sampling of some of the you know complete stories that are in here. Okay. Uh, Captain America and the Riddle of the Red Skull. They've got uh, the Vision, like the original right, that's, Vision. Yeah, the Mar- that's another timely character. Mar- Marvel mystery. Uh, Sandman, the original Sandman. Okay, that, that's from Adventure Comics. Yep, all American. Yep. These are all the, the, they 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 break this down into uh, different genres. This is from the heroes section um and then uh way out science fiction they've got solar patrol and blue bolt and cover uh wait no uh uh the thing on sputnik 4 okay uh, it's uh <laughs> the warren adventure is uh, satan wears a swastika oh it's a jim warren it's a warren uh, it's from, from from boy commandos number one okay uh duke of broadway uh then they go into there's more of those and they've got romance comics uh who by the uh, way the two of them truly pioneered the genre of romance yeah and those were big sellers man yes huge sellers yes yeah i mean that's that's like their first big post-war dark Dark avengers has nothing on the romance comics that were coming out you are 100 percent right (laughs) the savage in me from young romance comics uh they've got the the crime drama (laughs) um stuff on headline comics and uh, real clue crime stories. Uh, was the Savage and Me a romance comic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Savage and Me. Was it really? Yeah, it's like a Harlequin romance, Man, I guess. That would be awesome. uh, they've got uh, westerns from uh, sure. the Kid Cowboys of Boys, uh, Ranch. Of Boys Ranch. There you yep. go. Very cool. Uh, oh, they've got horror comics, um, stuff from uh, Black Magic and the Strange World of Your Dreams, and then uh, Sick Humor, which is probably my favorite chapter in there. Uh, Twenty thousand lugs under the sea. Uh, uh, Lenny, oh, they've got um, this oh. awesome Lenny Bruce section in here of Weird. of Kirby drawing Lenny Bruce. It was that's cool. You know, freaking all, here. I'll, well, that's the ahead. thing. I I've heard you talk about this book on on Eleven O'clock Comics, mm-hmm. and um, it sounded like uh, Vince and 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 David Jason. and David yeah. and Jason were kind of surprised at the various genres to a degree. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is what artists did back then. They they drew everything. Oh, Kurt Kirby had a prolific career long before he was ever drawn Fantastic Four. Well, and yeah. Well, doing, and, I, doing, and I know that. Yeah. And I know like Vince and Vince is an old you know Golden Age fan, mm-hmm. and I know he was aware of, of a lot of this stuff as well. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, this is what artists did. They, it wasn't just superheroes. They certainly worked on every genre, and especially these guys were bosses. And that's the other mm-hmm. thing that you got to remember is that, and especially Joe Simon, he really was kind of the office manager and was the de facto editor-in-chief of Timely. Yeah, and that's how that kind of ran at that time. You, and, know, you look at the EC offices with uh, uh, Bill Gaines, right. that's how it was. He was owner and operator, and he wrote stories. And right? Joe was hired by Martin Goodman to run Timely, oh, and, and, Stan, okay. and Stan worked for Joe Simon, mm-hmm. and Jack was 
the de facto art director, I suppose. But uh, the other thing too is, and I agreed with Vince, and I and I was, I, I tease Vince, and I mm-hmm. and I will disagree with him on various things. <laughs> but one thing he said, I heard on eleven o'clock that I will agree with, that uh, he really put a polish on Kirby's work when the two of them worked together, and when he would ink over Kirby. And I think the the combination of Simon and Kirby is a very unique and interesting style in itself, as much as Jack's work by himself, you know, or art, I should say, inked by the various Marvel bullpen mm-hmm. guys or the people that inked him at DC. I think it's it really is a very special look and, and definitely worth exploring, and this is a wonderful collection. And also, uh, Alter Ego, specifically about the, uh, the humor, mm-hmm. they just did a thing on all the other... Uh, humor publications that kind of came out to compete with Mad, both as a comic mm-hmm. and as a full-fledged magazine. Yeah, and, it, it, and, and again, yeah. just like you know, John Severin spent years working on Crazy for Marvel. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know, we know John Severin from his wonderful you know war, war stuff story, and westerns yeah. and and all that beautiful stuff that he did in the fifties, and was really one of the great satiric uh, artists as well. And it doesn't surprise me that Simon and Kirby have their body of work as well. And it's also featured not only in this mm-hmm. Titan book, but in this uh, recent issue of. If it wasn't alter, it was one of the two Morrow's magazines that, yeah. that really spent a long time looking at uh, the the people that uh, also put out books like Matt. Well, you know, once again, what I what I really liked about this is that you know you you pick up these historical comic collections and it's it's basically a lot of you know this is what was going on at the time and I'll show you a snippet here or there but these are complete stories oh, yeah. and I mean it's it's really really well packaged I, I enjoyed it a lot you're talking about Kirby and just how prolific an artist he was it was I forget someone on on Twitter one of the, the oh, artists I made, saw it. it's like yeah, Nick Klein or somebody had had uh, had tweeted uh, Kirby's production from a year kind of at his at his most output was, is prolific. It was more than what I've done so far in he my did, career. <laughs> he did. He did eleven hundred pages one year. I'm not surprised. <laughs> and they, they, he did. I want to say he was doing. He was doing. Um, God, I want to say like FF, X Men, um, Thor, all ongoings. He was doing fill-ins, and he did like I want to say something like six hundred covers that year. And also think of, um, I know he would provide breakdowns for guys like John Buscema and, um, you know, guys that were coming back to comics and had to kind of learn the Marvel style and specifically the Kirby action style. And Ramita was like that, too. I know that, like, Ramita's first Daredevil was like, he turned it in and and Lee looked at it and said, you know, it's too boring. You're not getting to the action fast enough. And And he handed it over to Kirby and Kirby gave Ramita breakdowns of okay collapse the scene this way get to the action this is the way i would do it and and buscema has come out and said when he was still alive he's like everything i learned about superhero comics it was following jack's breakdowns and literally they handed me a stack of jack's books so that doesn't surprise me and the other thing too is i was going back and listening to a couple of old word balloon interviews i did my first year with gene colin and and neil adams all these guys were geared to draw so fast yeah and I mean that's the only way that they would really you know earn a living. So you know Gene Colan complaining about how his glaucoma has really kind of left him drawing with one eye, and he's like, oh, so I can only do a page a day. Yeah. And I'm like, well, in your prime, where we, you know, exactly. And you know, and, I, and you know, we got Burnham and Norton here just kind of looking down and shaking their heads. But yeah, I mean that's the, these guys were just animals, and also they say, well, too, and I know this is the case for both of you guys because I've seen you, I've seen Norton tweet about it and I know I've heard you complain about it and stuff you got to just sit and do the work and that's what they were doing yeah. they were just sitting in for 10 well, hour days just doing the work you know uh, Chris's work on the uh, the Marvel Mystery Comics mm-hmm. beautiful stuff incredibly detailed yep. and and 
I'm so happy that the I'd industry. I'd say a little bit ridiculous, actually. <laughs> to, almost to a ridiculous. I mean, yeah, like the, the, the first page where you can like actually see the the prizes in the booths that are like <laughs> right. you know several hundred yards away and the table games. But you know, I, I love that the industry has gotten to a point that that artists are able to spend that kind of time and put that kind of detail in. You know, I'm sure that page, that opening page, probably took you two two and a half days. Uh, probably day and a half, two days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's Kirby was doing a book in you know in, yeah. in two and a half days. You're and, a punk, is what he said. Uh, I'm well, yeah, I'm aware. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's the thing that a lot of uh, a lot of uh, newer comic book fans or or, or uh, comic book fans that that maybe it, it just hasn't come to a realization for them. They'll look at old Kirby stuff or look at old Golden Age comics and they see it as being simplistic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very dynamic, well, yeah. but it's like you know these guys were knocking out three, sometimes four pages yeah, a day. It's something. It's something you have to like develop an eye for, I yeah. guess. It like, is. It's, I mean, it's it, it's more sophisticated. Right. I mean, they're right in a way that it is. It is simple sometimes, and and if you actually believe that, then you're dummy. You're a dummy. But I mean. <laughs> Uh, if, well, I mean, it, it, well, no, well, here's the thing: is that I, I've heard some people say that I don't think that Kirby's a very good artist. And oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was when I was eight years old, I was right with him. I was. I, I, sure. I, I think I said this last time I was on your show, even with Tim. I, I you when you're younger and you look at I I saw Steve Ditko, and I was like, ah, who is this? It's ugly. Yeah. I, I was like, ah, I want my you know my John Ross Ramita. my Ross Andrew yeah, John Romita. What's going on here? This is horrible because uh, I think Marvel Tales was being put out at the same time as mm-hmm. sure the was. Ron Friends Spider-Man. That yeah, was that's out. that's when I was reading. And it, I yeah. was like, ah, this isn't cool. And uh, and now he's one of my favorite artists ever. And it's because and and as a kid, I hadn't done that much drawing. I mean, I drew, mm-hmm. but now I uh, I know what it takes to do this sort of thing. And you realize that these guys who were essentially working in the dark, they had nobody to <laughs> nobody to base this off of, really. Yeah. And they came up with this. And I'm just like, you know what? It, I have to beat myself up to, to get to the point where I am now. And I had all of this work to climb on. And these guys didn't. And they were able to do this. I, there's no way I would have done that good. <laughs> I, I, and forgive me not being an artist, but I would say, because I've heard this based on the... the uh, interviews that I've done and, and things I've read, they were the people they looked to were the daily comic strip people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because and, and honestly I was surprised to learn the influences of some of these people. And Kirby especially, uh a lot of his early work really was kind of knockoffs of Roy Crane, who did uh wash tubs and I, I forget the other uh, lead in that one action. Captain Easy, right? Captain Easy, thank you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and certainly Kniff was yeah, these uh, guys were all Kniff. Kniff. And and Alex Probably Raymond and, and uh who uh, Prince Valiant, uh, Hal Foster? I mean, these were these were the leaders and everything, and they were the guys that all the comic book people mm-hmm. were aspiring to. Yeah. But I but I do see what you're saying, and I mean yeah. that's you know it's it is and and certainly not the mountain of of things to look at as opposed to what we well, have that's, today. Yeah, to I mean when you're uh, if you were to say that today, you're I mean that just you're showing ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's what it, and not in a mean way, but yeah, it's you know, it's, all you have to do is pick up a, you know, a Kirby collector, and they'll show like you know raw pencils of stuff that he did, and it's been talked about some of the some of the inking, and you know, people I think you know rail on Coletta 
maybe deservedly so um, sometimes. But um, Kirby's pencils really got really got butchered sometimes oh, because yeah. his pencils were so so beautiful especially whenever he had time to actually sit down and 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 work them i saw some thor like double page spreads of thor that i'm just like even that even that is some leaves some interpretation because i mean if uh, we're talking about a layman that looks has seen all this art now and Mm -hmm. they say and they'll say something stupid like jack kirby's no good this uh, yeah if you saw pencils from back then i don't know if Joe blow off the street would be any more inclined to change his mind after that. Yeah, okay. In fact, yeah. they would be like, holy crap, how'd they even make what they made out of this, you know? Because, <laughs> I mean, some of those pencils back in the day when it was more of an assembly line thing and mm-hmm. people were more collaborative and stuff was actually added, I mean, this is only through your appreciation of the stuff that you can go back and recognize. And go, Wow. Yeah, because yeah. some of that stuff is... I mean, I'm really surprised when I do go back and look at some Jack Kirby pencils and and see how tight they are in some in some places. Mm-hmm. I've seen like splash pages that are just as tight as they pencil now. And uh, then others But then others yeah. where I'm just like, whoa, how the... Was the guy like psychically linked to him? Because I can't <laughs> right. imagine he was able to communicate anything through this page. A, a good chunk of what's in this book, too, is uh, that pre-Wortham period of Simon and Kirby's and the thing to remember especially with the romance comics was that was for an adult audience yeah. and I and they were shorter stories but you know you got to remember again because sometimes and it's fair to say that in that post Wortham period comic books really were aimed towards the 8 year old to 12 year old audience and it stayed like that for a very long time really through the early 80s I want to say with some exceptions here and there and certainly but but you know the main and certainly different than, than the way it was today. But you know during the war years and, and in that initial post-war period up until Wortham really kind of condemning comics and the Senate agreeing and America kind of agreeing and really be, it becoming an outlaw art form again. Th- there was you know there were adults that really weren't embarrassed by the fact that they were reading comic books and there's some very sophisticated mm-hmm. stories in there from this period and uh, re- represented in this book so that's kind of neat cool. but I, I really enjoyed that so check it out it's from Titan Books it's uh, the best uh, best of Simon and Kirby <laughs> Oh, geez. Do you have some yet, or you want to admit it? I know you've been busy. I don't know if you've had time to read I've been much. reading a lot, but well, most of it, I mean, I, I feel like everything I read is like four or five months behind everybody else. That's know? cool. And then a lot of it's, you know, it's either trades or old comics that I, I'll buy comics and then not read them. I think I've got all the War of Kings and still haven't read them. By the way, it's War of Kings, not War of the Kings. Every podcast I listen to says War of the Kings. I think we oh. said it right last week. I'm not sure. War of Kings? Yeah. There's no the in it. Okay. okay. It sounds like something your mom would say. Does, do your moms do, do that, too? Do you have the War of the Kings book yet? Did my they, did my mom, the Kings? E- she either adds a the or makes stuff plural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'll do that, but it'll, it's to make a joke. Right. Nah, but like you, do you kids watch with, the Seinfeld, Christopher? Yeah, the Seinfeld. It's like the, 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 the Fellowships of the Rings. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> what have I read? Uh, recently, I just read the first two... Uh, Captain Britain and MI13 trades. Excellent. Because I wanted to, you guys talk about it a lot. Yeah, you're not going to fall behind on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, well, 
I, you know, I kind of like being able to catch up. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, they're three great. They're going to be three great trades when all yep. is said and done. Yep. Um, is there two more issues coming out? Is that right? That sounds right, but I'm not certain. Yeah, yeah, two more. I just, uh, I just read those. Those are good. They, they, they. This is weird, and I, I don't know. Maybe if if you guys agree with me or not, it read like I was watching a British TV show. <laughs> Makes <Yeah>. sense. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's because the guy writing it. That's what Paul he Cornell. does. Okay, so that would make sense. I didn't yep. know that's well, where he's Paul, from. Paul Cornell uh, writes Doctor Who. Oh, that totally yeah. makes sense because oh, yeah. it felt like oh, a Doctor Who okay. episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that whole hell comes to whatever the thing. Was, yeah. Yes. That yeah. Was, felt like a Doctor Who episode. Yeah, or Torchwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy and, crap! Yeah, he's a Doctor Who. Oh, uh, so, yeah, he everybody's at home listening, going, "What a dumbass." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I didn't know that. No, uh, that definitely. totally makes sense. No, Cor- Cornell's a guy that I I, I hope that Marvel um, definitely keeps him keeps him working. It's good. I, Dark I, X Men is uh, starting next week, and he's uh, he's writing that, and is he's, he? he's doing oh, good. the he's doing the Young Avengers Dark Reign miniseries. So no, I think I mean they know what they got. Pick up uh, pick up the uh, the um, wisdom yes. trade. Okay, I got yeah. the first issue of that, and I liked it. That's, you know, um, uh, Jeremy right. Hahn actually uh, recommended that to me uh, a couple of years ago, and I remember <laughs> reading it, and uh, that's what made me so excited about uh, Cornell. Uh, yeah. doing that, that's basically a lead-in to, oh, uh, uh, to Captain Britain. <laughs> He's going to kick my ass. Oh, okay. yeah, right, 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 because <laughs> there's wisdom. a lot of the Well, you've got, you've got, you've got yeah, and you've got John the Scroll yeah. as a character in yes. there, which is, I miss John the Scroll. God, you know, really, the, the Scroll Beatles was such a yeah. fucking brilliant idea. I love mm-hmm. that. So... Um, yeah, that was uh, that. I really liked that. It, um, Leonard Kirk kicking ass on those books. Yeah, it's oh, a little God. different for him. It looks a little different. I like the artwork on it. No, yeah, well, we had um, talked uh, um, with Jeff Parker last week. And I was uh, talked to uh, Agents of Atlas. Jay right. uh, Leistein, uh, his inker on a lot of stuff, and he was telling me that um, that Leonard changed his style a little bit so that he could keep the monthly pace mm-hmm. oh, okay. and it doesn't look like he's skimping on anything so I'm wondering what he changed exactly it looks really good who he sold his soul to yeah maybe that's <laughs> what he meant uh, um, by the way Captain Midlands like my favorite character in uh, MI13 I just love that character <laughs> he just you know um, well, they, I mean, that's it's a it's a nice group of characters. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I thought it was brilliant whenever they brought Blade into yeah, Blade it. Yeah, Blade is great in that book. I thought I thought it was a little weird, but then it fit it's in weird. perfectly. It does fit in. Yeah. Well, and you forget, and he was thrilled because he wanted to keep it an all British book, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot that he's British. He yes, I can sport. use Blade. Yep. That's because yeah. you know what's coming. By I don't want to tease for you if you don't if you haven't been reading the monthlies. I don't want to spoil for you. Well, what's beyond the first two uh, trades? Well, they they. They tell you about the Dracula thing. Okay, that's what end, I was thinking. So. And that's that's the thing that's been so fun about this most recent arc is just kind of in that same... We talked about it last week about Norman Osborn as the mastermind. And you forget, well, of course Dracula could be this kind of... Heck yeah. You know, world, you know, mastermind behind this huge kind of plot. And it's a it's a take on Dracula that I am not used to, but is absolutely and makes sense for the character. And it is wonderful to watch. It is a real pleasure to read that book. It's yeah. very fun. Well, it, it also added to the whole seems like a uh, episode of Doctor Who thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because you oh, yeah, read right. like that last page and you're like, huh, Dracula's got a 
Castle on the Moon. Oh, dude! Yeah. If I was 16 years old, I would be. I'd rip that comic book in half. I'd be like, "This is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard of." Oh man! Oh, wait, 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 wait until you get to the uh, the, vam- the vampire missiles. Adult, awesome. adult, Mike, adult Mike looks at it and goes, "Hmm, that's pretty clever." Oh man! And I, the conversation that he has with Doom on the Moon is just. Awesome. I, I love yeah. that. Can I can I do a quick yeah, uh, thing? Yeah, go for it. Go for I, it. I just want to point it out because I just had him on Word Balloon and had the pleasure talking to him, and he's back writing comic books. After being away for like 15 years, Jerry, Jerry Conway. Yeah, he was doing what well, he was slumming around doing stuff like uh, <laughs> well, L.A. Law. Uh, well, and even, well, actually, uh, Law and Order. Oh, that, that, know, yeah, actually, L.A. Yeah. Law, Law and Order. But, but, yeah, yeah. but also diagnosis murder oh, and yeah. uh, Father Dowling mysteries. I mean, yeah, the guy's been working heavy in TV for almost 20 years. And, I can't believe I said know, L.A. Law. And uh, no, that was a that was a good show too. Yeah. That, that was good. But uh, no, he hasn't he, been uh, gone that long. <laughs> he he. And uh, in my interview, I asked him why why back to comics, and he said because after 15 years, he kind of feels recharged to get back into it, and is kind of tired of the politics that is involved with being on a TV series and getting your scripts, and also the changes that happen between uh, writing a story and when it finally appears yeah. on the screen. So uh, he's uh, two issues into the last days of Animal Man. And I am really thrilled when one of my uh, old heroes comes back to write a, a new book, and it's nice to see that his voice still matters and mm-hmm. that he's he's capable. Because some guys who do come back, it's, it's just not there anymore. The sure. magic's gone. It, that, not the case in this book. And I think if you're a fan of the Vertigo Animal Man, uh, there are tropes there. Uh, Chris Batista, the artist, is doing a great job of... Uh, simulating the Brian Boland look of the of the Vertigo run, so I think it fits mm-hmm. very nicely with uh, other trades of Animal Man stories. But if you've enjoyed what uh, they've done with uh, Buddy Baker in the DC Universe coming out of 52, uh, and, and some of the missteps like Countdown uh, to Adventure, which really wasn't that interesting, I, I think this is a great story. It's 25 years down the line, a middle-aged uh, Animal Man uh, <laughs> discovering that maybe his powers are fading. And, and you know, the the consequences of that and I, I think it's great and Conway admits that you know certainly you can't help but wonder if a guy in his late 50s writes a story like this if you know he's he's kind of treading on, on familiar territory and I, and I think it's true and he even said he goes as much as he, when he was writing Spider-Man in the, in the 70s and early 80s he put himself in the character and, and, and just kind of a what if kind of situation and so I, I kind of see that as well in this Animal Man story I think it's wonderful and, I, and a, a great example the most recent issue it guest stars Green Lantern and I was like oh I wonder which Green Lantern it's going to be and it's I don't want to spoil if you haven't read it but is it it's, on the cover uh, uh, yes it is actually and there you go uh, I mean so yeah I suppose if you've seen it on the Rex then you'll know what I'm talking about uh, should I just what the hell? Spoil? It's a it's a it's a big blue whale. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. A, yeah, by or the time this airs, it'll yeah. be like three or four weeks after the yeah. thing came out. But yeah, it's a it's a whale Green Lantern, and it's great. It's <laughs> it's the last you know I I thought that was awesome. That's I'm awesome. like so it's it's a really fun story. It's more about a, it's a character story, and it's a good modern characterization that I think we all look forward to. But what he doesn't forget is he still does it. Uh, with the trappings of action and, and excitement that you want from a comic book. So it's not a bunch of talking heads, but there's a lot of uh, interpersonal and, and psychological things going on. So I, I, think, this is, I think this is really neat. And you, you wonder, because Buddy's one of those few guys that we know about his family, we know about mm-hmm. Ellen, and we know about the kids. Well, 25 years down the line, let's look and see how the kids and the, yeah. and the wife still feels about their husband and father, who's the superhero, and the stage of his uh, aging that he's going through. I think it's a wonderful story, and I, I highly recommend it. Cool. And you can follow uh, Jerry Conway on Twitter. 
Yes, you can. That's usually him uh, talking to Len Wein back and forth. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Absolutely. No, it's, you know, and it, man, he's such a cool guy. And, and I intend to interview him again as we get towards the end of this story because, you know, had a great conversation with him. He really went into detail about the death of Gwen Stacy. And I told you, Mike, he, he talks a lot about Ross Andrew in, oh, our, in, cool, our, in yeah. our conversation, too. So, yeah, I think it's. Uh, He's a cool guy, and I'm glad he's back. Awesome. Well, hey, we've been uh, remiss in uh, in doing voicemails and emails. I want to catch up on some on some voicemails. Even though Sal and Tom aren't here, I'm sure that they'll they'll still be okay. And these are some some general questions and comments. Um, if you would like to call the show, you can do so by dialing one eight 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 nine seven seven five nine zero three. And I'd just like to say we got a, we've been getting a lot of voicemails, and um, uh, the ones that we're not playing. People don't scream into the phone because there are a lot of voicemails that we're not able to play because they are just destroyed. Hey, I'm Jeff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our friend from Indiana, you know who you are. It's, uh, it's very funny stuff, but uh, yeah, it, just, it's, it was all crackly and and so you you can um, enunciate, but uh, but don't yell into the into the the phone. So uh, let me see here. This one is from one of our listeners in Canada. Hey guys, this is uh, Roger Cousineau from uh, Montreal and Quebec. Yes, I'm French-Canadian, so Tom, fuck you. <laughs> Listen, uh, no, I love you guys, I love the show, and I have a, a theme here. Uh, issue 163, uh, that was your New Year's 2008. Uh, you guys talked about how the industry needs to change, and uh, in, this is my situation right now. I buy only trade paperbacks, and... Uh, I've been frustrated because a lot of series that I really love, like Fear Agent, American Virgin, uh, Young Liars, uh, I've heard on your show are being canceled. And I'm, I'm in a dilemma right now where do I keep buying the trades as they come out if I like a series or if I, I want to find out what it's like or wait until all the trades have been published and then get into the series. You know, I feel a little bit like uh, that uh, show from HBO, Carnival, which I love, but after two <laughs> seasons was canceled. Or uh, Sci-Fi Channel canceled the 4400s after four sure. seasons, and it was a much better show than uh, the Heroes ever was. <laughs> but unfortunately, it didn't have the uh, the viewer to keep it going. So, but if I do that, and if a lot more people do that, don't buy the trade paperbacks, then what you run into the problem is uh, then you know the, the industry won't make enough money, and then uh, you're not going to have anybody publishing anything. So. Uh, it's a kind of a catch-22. I'd like your comments on that. Uh, just a, th- a little couple of notes. Uh, 239 and your just latest show. You guys mentioned R. Crumb uh, doing uh, mm-hmm. illustrations on Genesis. Uh, just a note, this I awesome. just purchased from uh, Fantagraphics Books, uh, which uh, published here in 2009, was the Wolverton Bible. The Wolverton Bible. Uh, I thought it was great, great illustration. So it's, I don't know if it's on the same lines as what R. Crumb is doing. But just check it out. The other thing I wanted to ask is, uh, you guys were doing the club a while back. I'm just catching up on your old shows, too. And I was wondering if you uh, would bring it back, uh, but in a format where uh, maybe the uh, listeners of your shows or the the people on the forum would suggest uh, things for you to discuss. And then, uh, you know, every month or so, you guys would would do that uh, new club. So thanks for the great show. And love you guys. And uh, keep it going. Bye-bye. That's very nice. 
All right. Thank you very much. Um, I'll, I'll address the uh, the last one first uh, regarding the the book club. We're always open for suggestions. Just go to the Around Comics community at aroundcomics.com, and there's a book club discussion group. So um, feel free to suggest things. Uh, create your own book clubs and have groups of people with similar tastes or people that want to expand their uh, their their reading of comics. You know, create a create a group at the the Around Comics community, and uh, and if we see something that we're really interested in doing. As as one of our book clubs, we'll we'll throw it in there. Also, Sal and Scotty and and Matt Burden and and Braxton do the League of Nobodies, which mm-hmm. is is a book club themed show. So uh, you can also listen to that and and send out suggestions to them. So there's a ton of stuff to read, and and you guys do influence our our choices there. Um, the other one, uh, kind of talking about, uh, it, it sounds like he's having uh, not buyer's remorse, but he's going through something that I went through as a fan for after I started the podcast. And what can I do to help support the industry? And I'll just tell you, you're you're already doing more than what most people are. You're buying trades. If you want to read trades of series, read trades. Don't feel like you have to put the entire industry on your shoulders and carry it around just read what you like and if that's how you prefer to read comics then do that it's where the i think it's where the industry is going largely so read what you want how you want when you want don't feel like you have to save the industry because you can you can hurt yourself financially and yeah (laughs) and and, well seriously and buy the books yeah in general, buy them. Yeah, yeah, buy, <laughs> buy, yeah, buy if you. But if you like reading and trade, buy them and trade. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to read the single issues. And but if you want to read them in singles, read them in singles. Read what you want, how you want, and and when you want. And don't get into a, a feeling that it's your responsibility to save the industry because it's not. It's your responsibility to be entertained. Right. Any, guys, any thoughts, boys, as artists? Uh, that's as true. As and, uh, I totally agree. D- lend lend out the books you like to your friends that you there think you would like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't do that. I would echo everything <laughs> that Chris said because you're right. I, you know, it, one person is you know it's every every person that reads a book counts and it matters. And mm-hmm. but by the same token, you're right. I think don't feel bad if you know you your favorite series does end as a monthly because. It, that's just the way it is. I mean, it, the cutoff mm-hmm. is so small, and and unfortunately, that's ju- that's just the way it is. So don't deny yourself the pleasure of of reading these books. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's up to you. I mean, if in some books, some indies, you definitely want to read every month, but you mm-hmm. shouldn't feel obligated to either. By the same token, no, no, the, so. your, your your only responsibility is to is to enjoy it and and, and be entertained. And I think even the the examples he gave. You know, there was enough material there for two and three trades of everything that he mm-hmm. made. In the case of Fear Agent, several trades. Yeah. And and I think a very healthy run. So and I know Remender was just on your mm-hmm. show and talking about that. And they'll they'll uh, bring they'll bring Fear Agent back at one point. But yeah. you know, and sometimes with some series, you know, eighteen issues or twenty four issues, sometimes that's what it needs. Sure. So so yeah, read what you want. All right, we got uh, another one from a longtime listener, and uh, he's actually a fellow podcaster. We have a couple fellow podcasters this week on the voicemails. This one is from uh, from Cami Knoxville. Hey, around comics, this is Cami or uh, Cami Knoxville on the forums. Mainly calling just to get that one guy to stop sending in all those voicemails. I'm sorry, right? 
Give him his own podcast for crying out loud. Oh, that must be uh, Templar. Uh, my question is, no, you guys always Fester. are talking with creators, and you, or even friends and best buds with some of the creators, so you know what's happening pretty much behind the scenes sometimes in the comic industry. My question is, how are your feelings on people like Rich Johnson, who uh, recently <laughs> opened a new <laughs> web page called uh, BleedingCool.com? Uh, it's, sure, it's gossip, but do you guys like, like the gossip sites? Do you like those kind of site dedicated to uh, what could or could not be true, because, you know, he has gotten some uh, hit-or-miss uh, stuff in the past. Just wondering your thoughts. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Thank you, Cammy. And check out uh, Cammy's, Cammy's Corner as a, a good old video podcast. Uh, Rich Johnston. Yay? Nay? Uh, I mean... Supper flub? I, <laughs> Thank you! It's a, a, it's a guilty pleasure. I mean, I'm a... I fucking love hearing about people. I, I'm a... I'm like yeah, my who mom. doesn't like gossip? Um, Come on, love it, love that shit. Who's sleeping uh, with who? Who hates who? I love that every, shit. No, I'm not gonna say I'm above it all. And yeah, some of it's funny, but I'll give you an example. I can't be too specific because I can't even remember what it was. But I was somewhere last week, and somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, did you hear about this?" And it applied to something that either I was working on or was directly in. Uh, attached to or something like that and I was like what how'd you hear about that what, is, what are you talking about because it wasn't true and he's like oh, don't, you, don't yeah. you read bleeding cool and I'm like no and you're wrong <laughs> so yeah. uh, I have a specific example so I, I hate like that kind of crap yeah. I agree there was uh, when the New York Comic Con happened this year it was at the uh, beginning of February Final Crisis had just ended, and DC had their DC Nation panel, and all the creators were just teasing Grant Morrison about how some fans found Final Crisis to mm-hmm. be very confusing. Rich Johnson, on, on lying in the gutters, went out of his way to say that they were being rude and abusive to Grant, and that it wasn't friendly jocularity, that it was an attack. And it was confirmed by a creator who I will not name, mm-hmm. but that creator who, yeah. no, actually, oh. he was at the convention but was not there. And all you had to do was listen to the audio of the panel, which is very available on mm-hmm. iTunes, and you would realize that the guy got it wrong and Rich got it wrong. And I went on a few message boards to say that's not what was happening. It was all fun and games, and it's very obvious that it was fun and games. And they said, well, but Rich Johnson wrote about it, and it was confirmed by this creator, so clearly they can't be wrong. I'm like, they weren't there. We were there. We saw it happen. Well, it's what we always say about podcasts and why we, why we both enjoy and our listeners hopefully enjoy creator interviews because you get inflection in, yes. in voices yeah. and, and you, you get more. If, if I say, Mike, you are such a dick. And You're right. <laughs> but it's not right. malicious. But oh, my God. Like, Chris Viesman shit on Mike Norton. He's he called him a dick. He's a, yes. He called yeah. Mike Norton a and, fat bitch. And I'm really glad that, that Rucka was very uh, happy to be candid mm-hmm. about it because Rucka was on that panel and was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't appreciate that Rich wrote about it because it was mm-hmm. complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't appreciate the fact that them writing about it and talking about it gave the, the rumor weight. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I can appreciate that. All yeah, that said, yeah. I do find Rich Johnson an incredibly entertaining yeah. writer, <laughs> and 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 when it's not harmful mm-hmm. stuff, I think it's a lot of fun. And I think he's a pretty good guy. He and does I think some he's a, and stuff. I agree and I agree yeah. with that. And I and I've met him, and he's always been very. I, nice. I don't read that many uh, columns, uh, like none. 
zero columns. I, occasionally, I'll stumble across one that that is of interest. I spend most of my I time reading like, actual. I think you'd like Stephen Grant's column. Lying in the gutters. Lying in the gutters is the only column that I read. And I, I like Stephen Grant's column as well. That dude's which, smart. Which one is that? Permanent damage. It comes out on Wednesdays okay. at CBR, mm-hmm. and it's it's excellent. And, okay. and I'm saying this as someone who posts my stuff at Newsarama, but mm-hmm. it is. It's an excellent column. Cool. Um, and and I, by the same token, and this is something that Ron Richards from my fanboy and I were talking about earlier this week. We all are hungry for more information, and just in terms of just something to read about with comics. Mm-hmm. And Rick, Rich is a very entertaining writer. You know that there have been times that he's like, "Okay, people are getting on me about the rumors. Let's do some straight journalism." Yeah. And he has, and he's done good stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, you know, and, and he does cover some very interesting things. And you know, like he covered when uh, Jason Wood from Eleven O'clock Comics uh, mm-hmm. asked the uh, one vice president of Marvel, "What's the deal with <laughs> What's the deal with three ninety nine? And uh, you know, and and got a real story out of it. <laughs> yeah, but what's, what's from the par- Seinfeld? Par- par- paraphrasing Jason's question, and that, uh, and this was uh, an investors meeting, uh, whatever I forget exactly what it is. J- Jason, whenever he's not uh, an uber comic book fan, is a uh, uh, hedge fund manager and, and works, you know, works in financial, in the financial world, yeah. and. Uh, went to this conference and, and basically said, uh, paraphrasing, why are you raising the price of comics? Because all, all the talk was about Marvel's movies and this is what yeah, we're doing because went, obviously that's the engine that drives sure, the, sure, the sure. train. So, and, and, and to paraphrase, the answer was because we can. Yeah, and so so <laughs> don't buy the hype when it's, oh, you know, paper and production is so much no, money. No, well, no. And it's like, no, they are, they are testing the market to see yeah, how, how much, much readers well, how well, much well, readers are willing to pay. And, and that's, that's, and that's, that's business. Well, and that sounds terrible, but every business does it. Absolutely. You know, Coke is, uh, yes. you know, $1.99 and a two-liter because, well, that's what people will pay for right. it. Right. You know, it costs them, you know, 15 cents well, to make that. You know, you're we're, 100% right, sir. So I think it's hilarious that a 20-ounce Coke costs a buck fifty, and a two-liter costs two bucks. Worldwide, and, I think and, that's hilarious. And from the fountain, mm-hmm. if we can get on the so- soda pox sidetrack, as a former son of a restaurateur, it it literally is pennies yeah. to create a fountain soda pop drink, and they charge, as you say, dollars yeah. as opposed well, to the it's, pennies. It's, it's it is the highest. Well, it's mo- a, yeah, it's a money maker. It it's absolutely a, is. But but that's you know but that's why Marvel is charging three ninety nine for New Avengers because they know people will buy it yes. and it's a money maker. Yes, you know, and hopefully they keep books like Guardians of the Galaxy that. Don't have the huge numbers. Hopefully, they keep it at two ninety nine. This portion of Around Comics is brought to you by Netflix. Right now, you can start your own your free two week trial by going to netflix.com slash around comics. At Netflix, you'll find over 100,000 titles to choose from, including classics and new releases, as well as TV series. Can I change my voice in the middle? Sure. I'm going to. Plans start as low as $4.99 per month, and you could keep each movie as long as you want with no late fees ever. Now watch some movies and TV series all over the Internet at no extra charge. Chris uses this on his Xbox and his personal laptop. He says he loves it. They don't really love each other. They kind of had a little falling out. Then Chris brought flowers to Netflix. They accepted it. And uh, they're kind of in a reconciliation thing. So I'm just going to kind of leave them on their own. So head over to www.netflix.com slash aroundcomics and get started with your free trial today. I wish Bleeding Cool actually had uh, enough content for a whole website. 
it's basically mm-hmm. his, Rich's yeah. column spread out over a week. Yeah. And uh, come up with some more shit, buddy. Well, uh, he's well, just getting started. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> make, make it, yeah, make it an alternative news site because I, I, I think competition is good. There's room. There's yeah. room for more. Yeah, yeah. I think competition is good. All right. Um, I'd mentioned another podcaster, and we're just gonna blow through some voicemails All tonight. Right. So do it. Do it. <laughs> Hey guys, it's uh, Ian Levenstein. I won't leave any personal information other than the fact that I'm Ian Levenstein. Um, How's comic timing? Yeah, just wanted to comment uh, from a couple weeks ago when you guys were talking about uh, Bob, you know, Deadpool's little sidekick. Ah. And he is indeed a Hydra agent. He's not with AIM or any of those other people. So Bob the Hydra agent did indeed join Hydra for the health care, for the dental, for everything you guys were talking about. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he even had that blog going for a while, and that was, you know, sort of amusing. Was that an epic I comics really idea? I Hydration yeah. to have his own series. That would be very funny, and I would laugh. Okay. Enjoying the show, because I have nothing better to do at work. Bye. <laughs> Real quick, Ian is... Um uh, I hope he was mentioning the comic book podcast companion book. Ian is—he's one of the comic book podcast pioneers. Comic timing, t- yeah. comic timing has been around for a long time. It—I uh, think it, it probably three, it th- three or no, three or four months after we started. So he was okay. right there in that that kind of um, first wave. Yeah, or you early, owe six or, people here, or, or early early second wave. Right, so fine. Ian has put out a you're lot like of podcasts. You're like the Gemini Nine, all right? Nah, don't I, you know if you're one of the Mercury Seven, then talk to me. If you're not one of the, if you're a Gemini Nine, you can go blow your smoke up your ass. Good, right, oh, okay, Grandpa. <laughs> Jeez. Kidding. But uh, no, Ian. Did you Ian, hear what Chris Neesman and John Sanchez were saying about the other podcasters? <laughs> Fucker. But Ian, Ian is Ian is a good guy. But yeah, we talked about. Uh, no, he's the, great, honestly. Yeah, Ian's a good guy. That's yeah. very cool. And uh, he's is he a Mets fan? Yankees fan? I'll mess it up. I think he's a Yankees fan. Red, get, Red Sox probably. He'll, no, he's a he's a New York. He'll get he'll get really angry. No, I think he actually did some minor league Mets. Uh, uh, broadcasting did some sports broadcasting. Oh, very play, cool! Play-by-play guy, another radio guy, and I don't know. Uh, that's right. what he went to school for. But very I think cool. he's I think he's a Yankees fan. And he was doing like New York Mets minor league stuff, and family like almost disowned him or something. <laughs> so, but Ian's a good guy. But yeah, I think we had gotten into that conversation of uh, what the uh, what the health plan would be for AIM versus Hydra and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Which is I think I can't believe. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm I'm I like what. Dan Way is doing with Deadpool, and I've... I just read the I can't believe first and stuff. only issue... Yes, that's what I was going to say. I just read the first and only issue of Deadpool I've ever read, and it was one of these him versus bullseye thing. Okay. It's the most hilarious oh, thing yeah, I've ever oh, yeah. read. No, Gail had a great run on no, Deadpool, and of course amazing. Joe creating the character and which, everything. Which Joe book Kelly. is this? Maybe I'll buy it. it or it, not. It's, I'll show yeah. it to you right after. It's, Joe, it's this oh, dark okay. rain yeah. crap. Right. Oh, it's him, and, uh, him Rob versus Bullseye, Rob, and, yeah. and Rob really created it. Yeah. He's like lobotomized through half of the issue, and then he makes a suit out of meat. <laughs> but that's that's very ambitious for Marvel to have three Deadpool books going on right now. Well, Merc with a mouth, and uh, uh, think about it. Well, I know the movie yeah, just the came movie. out and everything, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long that lasts. Yeah, but he's they got good people on it. In that movie. Yeah, and that's true too. I mean, that's you know, I mean, Mike. I think they have interesting people working on it. Dan's doing a great job on the current book, and I think Mike Benson is a he's he's a good crime writer, and I like mm-hmm. what he did on Moonlight. Yeah, it was so. funny. And D- Dan Way's Deadpool is fucking hilarious. Absolutely. It's got. I, I, if it, it's if, if it's funny like that then I'll I'll go oh, back no, Dan's and find it. Yeah, it's really it's, good. It's good. Are they all funny like I that? I think so. Yeah. 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 I'll go back yeah. and read it if it's He's that funny. funny. Cuz I could care less about 
the ninjas character. jumping out and killing each other because yeah. I absolutely hate that stuff. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's fun. It's yeah, it, it is very good stuff. All right, here's my favorite uh, my favorite uh, voice, oh, voicemail from the last couple of weeks. Uh, I didn't want to talk to a voicemail. I wanted to talk to a customer service. Yes, can Which I, just kind of cracks me up because he got it? the wrong number. That was it. All right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I didn't uh, want to uh, talk excellent. to the voicemail. I wanted to excellent. Talk to <laughs> yeah, my pizza still isn't here. What the hell? All right. Uh, mm, la- last good. one. And uh, here's uh, here's an oldie but a, a goodie. Hey, fellas. This is Fester from Lansing, Michigan. Fester. Um, I would like to talk about a few things, namely Green Lantern, Daxamites, and New Krypton. All right. <laughs> I believe it was an issue of New Krypton where they had a little picture of Oa and some Guardians talking, and they said something along the lines of, remember the last time Kryptonians tried to make a, I think like a push out from their home planet. I think maybe they're referring to the original Baxamites. Maybe, maybe the last time Kryptonians tried to take over the world was millions of years ago, billions of years ago, and they were exiled to Daxum. That's okay. the theory I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, there's that. Um, there's also in the pages of Green Lantern Corps where all the Daxamites now have Superman-like powers. I think maybe after they repel the Sinestro Corps, they are going to exile themselves once again to another planet with a red star, and they're going to call themselves like New Daxum or something along them lines. And then uh, I... Oh, Green Lantern. I... I this is just the new theory I'm running with, but I think uh, the antithesis of the Black Lanterns would have to be the White Lanterns, and I think maybe we're finally going to see like the final death of Sinestro. Um, maybe he'll sacrifice himself for the life of his daughter. You know, death, life. Maybe he, maybe Sinestro will be the new uh, White Lantern. That's 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 a theory I'm going with. Is there such um, a thing as a White Lantern? Tom, thank Not you yet, but who Facebook. knows? Facebook, you're good people. Um, the rest of you guys, uh, Chris, Neesman, I really, uh, you're really sexy. And actually, I'm straight. I just like to fuck with you. Okay, bye. <laughs> I thought the whole Daxum thing was kind of an Ary- almost like an Aryan parable where they left Krypton to kind of create the perfect race because uh, Krypton is multi multicultural. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought that was kind of the, the thought was that it was almost like a... a yeah, like let's let's create our own little perfect white world of of uh, perfect beings. Yeah, but, so, but it still could tie into that. I mean, they are they are Kryptonians that oh yeah Krypton. Oh yeah, it it's like the Vulcans and the Romulans. They're yes. an, they're an offshoot. Yeah, the, we're gonna we we are now stepping into very 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 geeky territory. Yes, yes indeed. But, but I think Fester, who uh, um, we, we gave Fester kind of a a, a bad name, you know, he, there for a while he was calling in and and hamming it up. But uh, Fester sounds like a very astute comic book fan is, and I love that he's digging uh, all of the the new Krypton and the Green Lantern stuff. Wouldn't that be a very interesting conclusion to the new Krypton if the Daxamites yes. become involved with that because you've got. Oh, I think it's a foregone conclusion. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a hundred thousand powered Kryptonians right. that at some point you're going to have to deal with because the 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 power scale is just too much for the DCU. And uh, well, now you have an entire planet. Fight? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Gonna, yeah gonna I almost fight. see a Kree Skrull war uh, coming with uh, the I'm Daxamites scared. and the Kryptonians. Yeah, I think so. And scary. that and I think yeah, if anything, the Daxamites are going to be 
the next big bad after uh, Blackest Night. They could be. Yeah, they are. It's. I, I think it'll. It could be an interesting tie-in to that. Sure. Uh, the, the the White Lantern thing that could be interesting. I can White's see that. White's not a well, color. That's that's what I was going to say exactly. I you know although I I like the idea that you know it will be interesting to see what cancels out the Black Lanterns. Black but, of color. <laughs> Excellent. You know they can uh, send John Davidson uh, after them, and Peter Marshall, and uh, I'm trying to think of like really white bread. Actually, uh, if, we're actors. Ta- if, we're, if we're talking, along, Hi, how are you? If we're talking along the spectrum, yes, then white <laughs> is actually the combination of all colors. Yeah, maybe they just need a big. <laughs> you blew spa- my mind. Man. Maybe they need a big space prism. <laughs> uh, yeah, think uh, Chris just wrote the end. There you go. Uh, Sorry, yep. Jeff. Jeff's like at the home. At home going, I, I didn't think anybody knew that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh Great. I'm gonna drink a Slurpee. Nice. <laughs> and th- pour it all over my rug. Do you think he had a, like a tiger rug? This is all from a Jeff Johns tweet. He, he no. He, if he's in L.A., everybody's got carpeting out there. There's no hardwood out in L.A. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why did he did he spill one of his Seven uh, Eleven? Yeah, he had, he had like the the 64 ounce uh, mega strawberry Slurpee and spilled it on his carpet. That guy is like that's like what a he says. And I mean, he, why isn't he not as heavy as I am for the amount of times he's going to fucking Seven <laughs> Eleven? It's just, just nothing Christ. but Slurpees and, yeah. and you know who Slurpees he, and Captain Crunch. Because seriously, <laughs> you know who, he, who I think he's like? He's like the the real life equivalent. Of uh, Anna, of Amadeus Cho. Oh, I was gonna say so, anti uh, anti matter lad or whatever, or matter eater lad. Just, just, just has to ingest junk food to power his brain, there so you he go. can keep up with Could all be. this stuff. Maybe it's just all brain power. It's just, just jealous. Sucks. I don't know, but it's impressive. Absolutely, he's great. He's jealous great. I, I, lo- you. I can't wait. I mean, I guess Blackest Night, as, as we're taping this, it'll so have already begun. Because uh, uh, I think yeah, it starts. So. I think it starts the seventh or the eighth. Uh, yeah. How long well, is this Blackest Night thing running for? How long do I have to get caught up? I think just yeah, honestly, I, I, I think it's only too. I think it's only going to be through the summer. I think it's pretty fall. cool, man. Oh yeah. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a, it, it's probably getting a little too eventish for me. Yeah, but you know, I was waiting for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, the, the the more people were raving about um, Sinestro Corps War, the more I was like. Shh, don't say anything because then they're gonna make a fucking make this the next civil war. Yeah, you I'm sons like, of bitches! I'm smelling something in the air. And Wait then, a minute. Yeah, this is all going good. Yeah, exactly. Keep it up. And, then, and that's exactly what but, happens. Yeah. You know? But in fairness, Jeff said this is this was always going to be his yeah. uh, Return of the Jedi well, to you know make yeah. the Star Wars analogy and everything. But, but here you go. The Secret Invasion was all seeds that Bendis had planted, and I don't think I think that was. And, and I'm, I'm just <laughs> and boy, did those die on the vine, man. <laughs> well, yeah, well. <laughs> I'm just I'm just making an assumption here, and you know what you you know say about whenever you assume, but I think that was supposed to be an Avengers event. I don't know if that was, was ever really designed to be a big you know across the entire. Uh, yeah, that's what you. Brian says. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it would have been better if it was just within those books. I agree. Yeah. If it was if it was in you know contained within the Avengers yeah. books, I thought I think that would have been like Kree Scroll esque in its scope, which I think would have had you know legs for for years in 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 trade. I pretty backs. much just read the Avenger and Secret uh, mm-hmm. Invasion stuff, like the event, and then. The Avenger books, and that's yeah. why I guess I really liked it a lot more yeah. than some people did. Well, see, and, and I'm thinking that with Blackest Night, you know, it's definitely going to be the the Green Lantern books and the mini. And the, I've, They're all it, mini it, series, though. I yeah, mean, I, the, yeah. you know, most of them. I mean, I know that, I, and and it's good because 
I know that like James Robinson is writing the Superman one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that the other Superman creative guys are going to be involved, but I think it will be one shots or whatever. And uh, I think it's alongside the the current continuity books. So at least, and that's what they did with Sinestro uh, Corps War as well. Was there were one shots that supported this, the the and the, they were the actually series. very good. The, Sinest- the 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 Superboy Prime one shot. There you go. One of my favorite books. Well, from and that I think year. it was I think it was hit and miss. And I would say mm-hmm. re- read the characters that you want to read and read the writers that you want to read, and yep. and I think you'll be all right. You got it. Yes, I Do agree. Um, real excited. As we record this, it is coming out uh, this coming Wednesday. It will have already come out by the time that you that you listen to this. But uh, Wednesday Comics, here it comes. Yay! Oh, Wednesday. Can't wait. Before we get to that, can mm-hmm. we? Because you you held it up that you wanted to talk about a book, and I want you to oh, talk yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. it because it was damn good. Is it well, good? You just you excellent. Just, you just mentioned James Robinson. Yes. And uh, Justice League, Cry for Justice, number one. As we're recording it, it just came out this Wednesday, and it's one of seven. Uh, which I'm I'm a little bummed because I was hoping it was going to be uh, an ongoing. I was hoping one of well, eight. Well, but the good news is, and I kind of feel bad because Dwayne McDuffie <laughs> was kind of screwed on his run, and I actually that's me saying that, not uh, although mm-hmm. I'm. Saying it as Dan, uh, they really fucked over Dwayne McDuffie as I can as an aside because, and I understand that the big three had to be taken off the table, mm-hmm. but it really left Dwayne with very few hardcore yeah. JLA heroes yeah. to lean on, yeah. and it really fucked up his run. And all those people that he wanted to use are in James's book, Cry for Justice. And the good news is this is a mini series, but when it's over. Uh, then uh, J- James is going to take over as the regular JLA writer. Is he really? Yes, oh, that's already fantastic. been announced. Fantastic. So, so this is your chance to jump on that. Um, and it's a it's a great book. It's a great fucking. I book. really like this and what it what it did. And and I, I I'm in the camp that I feel bad for Dwayne McDuffie because he was you know here is here is DC's mainstream that that is that is their major flagship title. I don't care what you say. Justice that, League is yes. I, I, all right, I'll say that for a team as a team book, sure. I think it should. Uh, in my mind, whenever oh, I, whenever I think of DC, I don't think of Superman. I don't think of Batman or Detective Comics. If I were to say, right. if, if someone said, you know, pick out one DC book that should be their flagship book, okay, it's Justice League. Okay, that's that's that is that, right. that's the that is the Avengers of that universe. It's what yeah. should be the center spine of that of that universe. Okay, Na- name another one. No, I, but again, I would say the team. No, I would lean on those people that you said you don't think of when you say DC. Batman, I'd say the, think, yeah, think Batman. Is yeah, the I think show? I think individuals first and then mm-hmm. team. The only thing I would say is if you have a continuity problem where you're taking the big toys off the table, mm-hmm. why does Justice League have to be always in continuity? In continuity. That's yeah. stupid. That's absolutely stupid because then you can just tell great stories because it never was when it was originally running anyway. Yeah, yeah you just said, <laughs> But what I love what what, what Robinson has done and, and Dwayne McDuffie, I, I love it. it. It does kind of dovetail together. You could kind of see McDuffie's um, frustrations oh. with the book and it actually got onto the page as Hal Jordan is like, what the fuck is going on? We, sorry. I forget those customers in here. There's no little uh, children. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a man on his knees that might be mistaken for a child, but no, he's on his knees. It's okay. He's like, what the fuck is going on? We, we've we been sitting around waiting for things to happen, and we've been getting our butts kicked. We have people that are, you know, friends that are dying. We are, 
<laughs> he basically said, we're a boring team. Well, and, he, and, he, and it's funny because, you know, you think of the word justice, and it's like the Justice Society, the Justice League. He's like, we're a society. We're a league. Where's the justice? Yeah, where is the justice? And this book is, each each story, it's, it's definitely the first issue is a getting the band together first issue. But it's done in a in a really nice way where each character the art looks is, amazing. It's gorgeous. At the at the end of each character's introduction, they are off to find justice, and they're obviously See, going to you know to to come together and form a new Justice League. I can't wait, Mike, to hear what you think because the two Adams. I see that, and it's, it's a and, great scene, and, and I, exactly. And James really gives a justice to both characters well, i and, asked and, him about it when he was here because i saw that he because I, I i had only seen the promo art at the time and they mm-hmm. had ryan, ryan in there and i was like so ryan's on your team he's like no i'm like whoa what's up what's going on so no, it's it's ray but uh, the yeah. introduction of those uh of the two characters you you see the the absolute reverence that mm-hmm. that each ryan has Choy for the other has for for Roy and, and for Ray, yeah. yeah, or for Ray and the excitement that Ray has for Ryan for taking over the mantle, and that's what I loved what originally about that book. You know, well, so. and you're I know you're just getting into the Starman stuff, yeah. But this yeah. I think this book kind of plays to those strengths of Robinson's where he has inner monologues of characters talking about other characters and why they're great, mm-hmm. and I think you see that a lot in this Adam scene, and uh, and. I, and also, his choices for this team are really interesting, too. Batwoman and Supergirl coming on the team are very interesting. But even more so, the, the unwritten book out there, with and forgive me, Powers of Shazam, but I think Freddie Freeman is the blank page of characters that have been around since the Golden Age, where yeah. there's so much story to be told about Freddie, and it's it's unexplored territory. Yes, and, and what a great... And again, James, I think, is a guy that can pull on those Golden Age and Silver Age strings and, and bring them uh, with a modern sensibility. And, and it's I'm got Congorilla. Love Congo Bill, love Congorilla. <laughs> Which is going to be awesome. Always, always a fan of those. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Mike, you know Congorilla? I know, but I, I don't get it. It's, it I'm cracks not, me up. I'm not a See, he's a gorilla. Yeah, you I know, the, the Brits have this ability, and I'm speaking in general terms, but I'll back it up by pointing to Mark Muller, uh, Graham Morrison, all of these guys that look at American, and Alan Moore certainly, they look at American comics, and they find the weirdest characters to, to focus on and a great way of of the, through their the prism of their mind the interpretations and the stories they're able well, to come up with. There's a kind of self realization to their writing. It, it and it reminds me of what I was talking about with MI13 and Paul Cornell and this mm-hmm. stuff. It's just like Dracula on the moon. That's fucking ridiculous. Let's do it. You know that kind of thing. You know and 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 once you do it, you're just like, oh well. I mean, it is about a time, uh, you know, a bunch of superheroes and stuff. Why not? Yeah. Well, and also oh, yeah. just the logic, too, of, okay, fine, it's a good way to avoid the sun is to be on the dark yeah, side of the moon. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Sure, why not? Let's do that. So, no, I, 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 I don't... I don't fault them for it at all. I but, think it's smart. It, it, yeah. I've, I've said that about, like, the British TV stuff. It's all smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As ridiculous as some of it looks, it's very... That's clever. Well, I just think we take things for granted, and the Brits are able just to look at you know something a little bit different, and it's like, 
no, what about that guy? And it's like, that's a guy that Carmine Infantino shit out on a, on yeah. a deadline that, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't even, yeah, Detective <laughs> Chimp, okay, whatever. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, well, why not, you no, know? that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> here's, you know, and, you know, and in the case of Detective Chimp, obviously Bill Willingham, an American, is one of the guys that kind of made him cool again. But I think Congarillo, and especially the way he's portrayed in this first issue. Uh, well, Will, Willingham is a very British name. <laughs> but uh he I, I think i think james is the right guy for this and i and i oh, am yeah. looking forward to it the and, great. yeah and who is who is, yeah, who is the uh, it's it's what's well, painted Kiskoli. yeah okay yeah it's it's beautifully painted and it, no it's an it's always, an event oh, book and it, it's mm-hmm. again always, always, it should, get, always get a little worried with the painted books because well you, it's you, almost you, a foregone yeah. conclusion that they're going to be late or yeah. something like that, or uh, it won't be as good because it's on a deadline. So, but yeah. this looks fantastic. Well, they, yeah, announced, they announced it a long time ago, so hopefully there's enough. I'm in the interested yeah, to I'm know if this they... is digitally painted or done by hand. Actually, that's I don't a good know question. If they go into that. I kind of hope they were holding it back to stockpile issues. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or to I, wait for the art because yeah, it sounds like James had written this, and, and I'm very eager for. Ju- I'll I'll buy Justice League. You know, if if he. Uh, if it's going to be James and and, and Mark, you know, I, th- I think Len Wein is. Awesome. I think Len Wein is going to be writing it in the interim, uh, cool. and that's nothing wrong with that. And no, then, by no, the way, Len, Len is another guy like Jerry Conway. I think that has come back and has been telling Len some very interesting awesome. uh, stories. Because did you see a Superman Batman annual with the composite Superman? Yeah. Boy, taking a goofy villain like the composite Superman and making him scary, <laughs> I think is no small feat. Talking about painted art, um, I, I wanted uh, I wanted to mention real quickly there uh, there's a guy that we've talked about before, Paolo Rivera, who did the the Mythos books for Marvel, and then he did uh, a little uh, a little story in the Spider-Man. Family. Are we going to talk about how we think he should you buy draw? Not did you grab it? Yeah, he painted a cover of my Marvel Mystery special too. Yeah. No, I. Um, he he did a little story in in one of the the Spider-Man family books. It was a great little Spider-Man Wolverine story that I, that I loved. And it was the oh, first time when I, they were getting drunk in the bar. Yeah, I, yeah. and okay. it's the first time I had ever seen uh, Paolo Rivera's uh, just penciled work, penciled and inked work, as opposed to his beautiful painted stuff. And his painted stuff, I mean, I love his painted stuff. Oh yeah, I don't ever want to see it ever ever again. I, I like his I like his line work better. His line work is if you are Rubenstein is what it is. If you are a Marcos Martin fan or Martin, uh, you will you will just love what Paolo Rivera is doing with with his with his um, uh, line work or what what's the what would you call this just Artist, what would we call this? Yeah. What would we call this artist? It's if not were, I mean, it's, it's just pen and ink work. His, I don't know. His, his, it's his, fucking his, dope, yeah. is what it is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's good. It's badass. But this uh, this Young Allies, uh, which is part of Marvel's 70th anniversary, uh, absolutely fantastic. And it's a it's a team up with uh, with Bucky and uh, uh, Toro. Yeah, the Young Allies. I mean, that's you know mm, they were the Teen they, Titans of their day back in the 40s. You know, awesome, awesome uh, stuff. And these, I love these books. And I and you know Burnham did the uh, Human Torch uh, Submariner mm-hmm. one. And uh, I I think all of these one-shots have been absolutely a pleasure to read. Uh, They've got great writers writing them. The Jen Van Meter, uh, uh, Miss Marvel. I didn't know Jen did that. Yeah, I have to go grab that. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I had no idea. Uh, That's very uh, cool. uh, Andy McDonald art. Very cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, The one this week, which was uh, USA. 
uh, was the title, but it, it featured the original Destroyer, which was the first character for uh, Timely that Stanley created. That is a bad-ass costume. Yep. The Destroyer costume <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> you know, and, you know, Kirkman's Destroyer Max series is loosely based on the on the design of that. I think Ryan Otley kind of took it its own mm-hmm. way, and Kirkman certainly has changed the character. Corey since. Walker. Thank you. That was Corey Walker. Thank you, lad. I appreciate the correction. Because uh, I always get artists wrong. But uh, it's, no, I, I love it. worked on the Invincible, so it's okay. There you go, and that's why I was thinking that. But the uh, it's, honestly, I, I really like these 70th anniversary one-shots. I've had a lot of fun with them. They're, they're just good, one-and-done flashback stories. Uh, uh, it's old feeling with a modern, you know, a modern take on them. And uh, yeah, they're they're fun. The the destroyer one was, was great. It had uh, had a nice nice conclusion to it. The nice. Namor one was excellent. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no, they've they've all been good. And you know, I think because I know for the longest time, Casado was just so reluctant to go back and do flashback stories of the of the golden age. And certainly, he's had a change of heart because look, yeah. you know, Brubaker is coming out with the Marvels project this year. But I think that stuff. Even more than the DC and all American stuff of the 40s, I, I think Marvel's and, and Timely's mm-hmm. history is a blank page that could be, be mm-hmm. filled in with today's writers and today's artists. Well, actually, we've been talking about James Robinson. He and uh, Marcus Martin did the Captain America yes, one. Yes, they did. And, and it, it was, was excellent. It was a good one. Awesome. Excellent. Super fun. Awesome. Yep. So, so yeah, I think you know, there's a lot. You know, the twelve we're seeing it with the twelve with Straczynski as well. Hopefully, we'll see it with the twelve. And well, yeah, whenever, <laughs> whenever they get back to it, and also uh, the same with uh, you know uh, what uh, Parker and uh, if they don't finish those that, guys, I, 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 will, I will hunt Chris Weston down and make him finish drawing that. The, book. the only thing <laughs> I'll say is, in in fairness, you know, he and he and Warren Ellis finally finished Ministry in Space. I'm sure Weston will come back. I'm sure they will. Finish that. I want to know what happens. Yeah, it might take a couple of years, but I bet you they will. Because uh, it, it was too good for. And also, yeah, I, I'd be shocked, I, and I'd be, di- I would be disappointed too. But I really think that's a great story that they were letting Straczynski do mm-hmm. without any meddling and everything. So I think, I, I think eventually it will finish. Cool. Oh, we got fireworks going off. Boom! It's July 30th. We're recording this. Kablam! All right, you guys, are we are we good? Sure. Uh, yeah, are we, are we, we finished? Good. Anything else, Chris? Mr. Mr. Burnham? Anything that's been uh, making you go? God help the girl is really good. It's the it's the new uh, band and album by uh, Stuart Murdoch, the Bell and Sebastian guy. Excellent. <laughs> I like Bell right. and Sebastian. Yeah, God help the girl. Fucking beautiful. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. These girls have amazing voices. One one other quick comic book thing I want to mention is the Muppet Show book that mm-hmm. Boom is doing. Uh, you know who is this that draws it? It's uh, and I forget his Roger name. Roger Landridge. Yes, Roger Landridge. Unbelievable stuff. And I guess Roger was doing a Muppet strip in the uh, Disney Adventures uh, b- magazine. Mm-hmm. For years, and that's probably why they gave it to him. Why are you doing a Ray Charles thing right now? I just wanted to. Okay, I was just wondering. <laughs> that was awesome. This is times like this. I wish it was a video podcast, but uh, I got to tell you, this is this is really funny, and the art is great. And if you miss the spirit of the Muppet Show, and it was one of the best uh, shows of the eighties, started in seventy nine, I want to say. But uh, it, it Roger does an amazing amazing job of really kind of doing the humor. This is as good as the Bongo books are. For the Simpson uh, world and the Matt Groening uh, stuff, uh, it's that awesome. good. So yeah, congratulations to Boom. Bo- Boom's, doing, Boom's doing some nice stuff. Um, Irredeemable oh, uh, yeah. continues to be a very entertaining book. Not uh, as entertaining as the Twitter war between Mark Wade and Gail Simone. Gail Simone. Oh, Wade's going to win that. 
I don't think so. I think I think I think, Gale, I think Gale's the queen of the one-liners. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Wade's a KG veteran. He's just he's holding back right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think so. I think if anything, it's, he's too busy working on stuff. Whereas Gale, <laughs> Gale was born for Twitter. She really, I mean, she, really she I mean, honestly, if anyone can be succinct and hilarious, it's Gale Simone. Yeah, 140 I think it's very funny. and Secret Six came out uh, this week. As and, and another this. excellent very issue. Good, and that, issue. that that series just continues to be. Amazingly good. It's real good. It's a lot of good comics are in it. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, it's good to good to be back on a, a regular schedule. We should have uh, Sal and Tom back here pretty soon. Uh, Fuck next time. <laughs> yeah. wow. Next time we record, we'll be at Dark Tower Comics for the uh, Comic Book Podcast Companion uh, Post Release Party. Ooh. Are we all gonna be there? Are you guys gonna be when there? Seventeenth, the fr- um, Friday the seventeenth. My my mom will be in town, but maybe I'll bring her. Okay. Just cruise on by. From, <laughs> I I believe that starts at six o'clock, and uh, and then we're gonna do a couple episodes. Should be fun. Be, That'd be funny if I brought my mom. The only, that would not, be that would be awesome. The only thing I'm worried about is that's the same weekend as David McKean. So uh, mm-hmm. I I I, mm. I believe me, I intend to be there, and I want to be there. I got to find out what's happening Saturday so I can be at the uh, podcast thing on Friday. Well, if you want to go talk to Dave McKean instead of me, I'll it's understand. not that I want to. I mean, I do want to, but I also want to obviously support a book that I'm actually hear in. that Rich Johnston. John Centrus said that he doesn't want to talk to Dave McKean. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, and actually, it'll be more enforcing my my comment about the Mercury Seven and the Gemini Nine because you're all Gemini Nines, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, Gemini, oh. That you're then you're like a Chinese dude in a chair with fireworks strapped to it, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get over the wall. Oh, oh my pants are still on fire shit. from that. Oh. That's awesome. I like that. All wow. right, Th- thanks again. You got to draw that for me. <laughs> That would be awesome. Thanks again for the for the voicemails. We will get to uh, emails next uh, next time we record. You can email us at info at aroundcomics.com. Please put a listener feedback in the subject line. Uh, Windy City Comic Con. Uh, you should know Heard about that it? by then. Uh, Saturday, September 19th. Just go to windycitycomiccon.com. I'll, I'll have the biggest table. You will have the biggest table. That's right. Right in the back. I'm just going to... Right in the back. <laughs> Norton's in the back. Look at the, the concession stand. Uh, last week, uh, you heard that, uh, that, that we dog? we announced uh, Sean McKeever and Christian Alame and Tom Nguyen were our latest announcements. We Tom Nguyen? Yep. So I'm going to pose down with him. Are you really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, and he's going like, to... Who's got better guns? Uh, I'm going to guarantee you it's Tom. You're going to have to start start working overtime. Yeah, I'm going to have to start like <laughs> shooting myself in the ass with something. <laughs> oh, I'd like to uh, thank everyone for leaving us an iTunes music review. We had a, a big rush of them. Uh, really appreciate it. It's a great way to help spread uh, the word about the show. want to thank the Cuban 74 BD 94 <laughs> Albert Miranda, Tom... Nine, uh, Professor Doom, H.P. Seaton, Jacob Welch, Dan Shadow, Get Sick and Die, Kid Gorilla, Get Sick and Die, Wall, and Hadsky76. When I'm president of the internet, nobody's going to be making up bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys so much for leaving (laughs) iTunes music reviews. Uh, Drop by our forum, not forum, the community section at roundcomics.com. I've been very busy. The community section, yeah. I'm going to get back to uh, posting. You got a rec room at that community? section you can follow every one of us except for burnham on twitter true so uh just do searches for all but, of us but finding mike and i is tricky 
that's yeah. not true actually. Yeah, I think you know if, I think if you, they search for our names, I think I think yeah, our, it'll come up. Our, yeah. our crazy names come up. And uh, yeah. Tom and Sal, they're also on Twitter as, as well as me. Um, you can listen to Tom three times a week as he runs you through the history of. Uh, the, he runs uh, you through how appropriate you know, the history of the Flash. The history of the Flash. And did you Tom do that on purpose? Yeah, he did. I'm clever did that you? way. I'm clever that way. If you think so, uh, you can uh, listen to more of me if I haven't uh, bored you to death uh, each with, uh, week. Eleven o'clock comics with Vince. I and, love it. Uh, I love yeah. eleven o'clock Ooh, comics. Yeah, me too. It's my favorite show that I don't shake my fist at. Oh, you shake your fist I'm, plenty. No, I, I do kidding. every once in a while. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I like it. And, I like it too. I'm and, listening every week, man. And David and Jason, we no, have a good you're time. Not, you're not some old man fishing on a pier. You're Jason Wu, <laughs> and I'm drinking Yingling. And, That's uh, funny, da- David. David, you got anything to add? Oh, it, was, it wasn't Marvel. I Wow. I like them all. The thing about David is that you have to listen to that he show kills me. because he throws in little zingers that, and he's so quiet most of the time that he'll throw in these little fucking zingers, and it goes right over our head. I, and I'll go back and listen through, and it's like that was fucking funny, David. I, he, I always say he's the voice of reason on that show, but then again, not much of a cockroach race when you look at the field. So. What do you <laughs> Dang. But I still like it. Wow, yeah. a yeah. lot. Uh, it, I like it's, it. It's wow. A fun show. Well, thank you. I, I I just have I just show up. I'm the Tom on that show. I just show up and drunk and have fun. I'm Anna. drinking a little uh, thing I put up. To, I call it a call it a screw me. Uh, it's got a <laughs> orange juice and uh, gray goose and I. Uh, been inserting it annually, so I call it screwing. <laughs> well, that's that's good. I'm still drinking Yingling, black and tan. Do uh, wood, do wood. I can't. You know, wood's still like too common. I gotta, I gotta no, think. Of, and he's no, Greek you too. Just have, no, you, oh, he me. is. Yeah, he's a Greek guy. I is didn't he? know. He keeps talking about how Scottish he is. He's half Scottish. All you have Greek. to do is make your. All you have to do is talk like you're Kanye West or something. <laughs> Jason Wood's a good man. I like Jason Wood. He is a good guy. And actually, Jason and David will be at uh, Windy City I know. I'm, suck- I'm pissed that Sal's not coming. Trevor, that uh, Vince, Vince isn't coming. I'm Vince very is, sorry about Vince that. is coming to uh, Wizard Chicago. Oh, good. Excellent. Good. Yeah, I look forward to seeing those guys. sound? I don't know. Somebody at the door. Whatever. What else you got? I'm going to be at San Diego, so you should hey, come. You should come by my uh, my artist alley table. Oh my gosh, that is coming up quick. Isn't that it? is, you know, that's, it's like tomorrow. You're an artist alley. I was going to say it's kind of fu- it's like two weeks ago. I did. Now I do. Holy year. crap! Go see Chris Burnham in Artist Alley. That's I'll a tell big you what. Deal. That's you, awesome, you, you tell you tell Chris that uh, that you know him because of around comics. Definitely drop by and 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 tell Chris that. That uh, you heard him on the you show and and buy a sketch from him and give him money and booze and yeah booze bring Ooh. booze hookers and blow and all that stuff booze well, no one's ever bought me a drink because of comics I'm looking forward to that does that happen to you Norton yeah you get <laughs> you get drunk because of Green Arrow no. No, <laughs> I really like the waiting place here. Here's some booze. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. I want to thank everyone on the panel this evening. Oh, thank you, Mike Norton, Chris Burnham, John Suntress. Want to thank uh, Patrick for uh, hanging out here with us yeah. on uh, late on a on a holiday Friday evening at. There you Challenge, go. At Challengers Comics and Conversation. Sam and her goofy scarf. Yeah, Remember, she, she wears the Doctor Who scarf well. Remember to check them out at uh, 1845 Northwestern Avenue if you're in Chicago. It right is off the blue of, line. One of the best comic book shops in the world. If you don't shop here, you're stupid. I would agree. All right. Do it. Everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week and weekend. <laughs> we'll be back again next Monday with another full-length episode. In the meantime. In between time. We'll be everywhere in. Around. Comics. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Waiting outside. 
views expressed in the interviews or by guests of this show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not re reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the League or Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented to this program is the sole property of Around Comics. And this has been an Around Comics production. Copyright 2009, Arnie. This last shadow, a spotlight surprise, a guardian from Galloway.